Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The warning is something in Catholic prophecy that comes with a lot of baggage. It's typically associated with the alleged Marian apparitions at Garen Bendal, and I don't cover unapproved apparitions. But the interesting thing about the concept of the warning is that references to a great warning or illumination of conscience from heaven that each individual will see everywhere, all people everywhere will experience this, they will all know where they stand with God, can be found in various writings of mystics and seers in church history. I've done videos on the past talking about this stuff, and mostly rooted in Catholic prophecy that was approved. I've covered it already, but what I haven't covered previously is Malachi Martin talking about the illumination of conscience, or the warning. While he was a believer in the Garen Bendal message, and often thinks about these things in relation to that alleged apparition, he links things to Fatima mostly. And like I said already, the concept of a warning from heaven can be found in Catholic prophecy substantially enough that I think it is a good idea to revisit the concept of the great warning, except through the eyes of Father Malachi Martin. Special thanks to viewer Lauren, the subscriber who put a lot of this information together for me. It is greatly appreciated. Now, sometimes the warning is called the illumination of conscience. Throughout history, a few saints have spoken about a moment in the days before the great chastisement that God would, as this, as they, as they recount this, and they would, that God would use a sign in the sky to make all human beings aware of where they stood with God. You can read on this subject in various books, including one by author Christine Watkins called The Warning, as well as in various talks and books by Marino Restrapo, who says he had such an experience himself. It's an interesting subject, but our focus here is on Malachi Martin, who was very clearly a believer that this was going to happen and that it would happen soon. And about the only thing I can fault Father Mart for ever really talking about and point out that he was really wrong about was his expected timetable for things. He believed the events he warned about would happen by the year 2000. I'll go over why he believed that in a future video. In his nonfiction work, The Keys of This Blood, Father Martin tells us that John Paul II thought he was the Pope of Fatima. Father Martin describes the warning in this context and in this way. He, John Paul II, must go on with his mission as he understood it to be ever since he became the official holder of the keys. He does believe those keys are guaranteed by the human blood of the man he worships as God. He does also believe that this geopolitical mission he has chosen to fulfill as Pope will be crowned with a success never registered in the life of any preceding Pope. That in effect, in the sight of all nations, his authority by right of those keys will be declared in the skies above every nation, so that across the face of the earth, all men and women will see clearly where they stand in relation to the one who shed his blood to make those keys perdurable until the end of all human time. End quote. It appears that the warning would not only tell every human being alive where they stood with God, but it would cause people to take their faith seriously again. But according to Father Martin several years later, it also wouldn't cause anyone to convert. I honestly don't understand that. But according to Father Martin, I, again, I think this is odd because many people, more than we can imagine, who wrestle with conversion are walking among us now. And this warning would be the final push that many of them would need to come home to the church. Now, Father Martin gave numerous interviews to Bernard Jansen in the 1990s. And in them, he spoke of the failure of the better bishops in the church to do their well, you know, basic jobs of defending the faith, leading to the crisis we see today. And we see this still happening today, that many of the better bishops still won't do what needs to be done. 
Father Martin implicitly separates the better bishops, the, the Schneiders and Mullers and Burks and Viganos of his day, from the likes of Bishop Botzing and Supich of, our, of his day and the rest who are actively working to destroy the faith. In his 1990 interview titled The Kingdom of Darkness, Father Martin describes the situation in the church in this way, quote, The danger is that today, because the magisterium has a muffled voice, an uncertain voice, the churchmen who are supposed to voice the magisterium have uncertain voices. They're affected in faith. They're affected in their outlook, in their performance, through their fear and what Our Lady called disequilibrium of mind. She said to Lucia once, my child, don't be surprised if the best minds suffer from an imbalance at a certain moment. Wonk and waver. And because that is so, there is a great crisis of faith in the church. End quote. This crisis is why an illumination of conscience is needed. In his 1994 interview with Bernard Jansen, Father Martin reiterates his belief that it was John Paul II who would be this pope that would reign when Our Lady was the instrument of the illumination of conscience. Again, he was very obviously incorrect with his timetables on these things, and his example is actually the main reason why I don't make predictions about when these major prophetic events will happen. But in his 1994 excerpt, Father Martin reminds us that no earthly leader is going to restore the faith, that in this crisis in the church, things are so far gone that only God will restore the faith, that he will take direct action himself to restore the faith. So from that interview, quote, Malachi, he, John Paul II, knows there will be a rallying by Mary as queen of all the living, as queen of heaven, as she will enlighten people's hearts, that she is coming in the clouds of heaven, in her reign soon, and that this will touch the voodoo priests and orthodox and heterodox and all the people of the world, showing them where they stand and what the church is and who she is and who her son is, the Lord and Savior of humanity. And therefore, John Paul II's ministry as vicar of Christ to all men. He is not merely vicar of Christ to Catholics or Protestants. He's vicar to all men. He represents the Father. He represents the Son and the Holy Spirit. He is supposed to mirror in some way the benignity of that before the miracle of conversion takes place, the miracle of revelation. His interviewer, Bernard Jansen, asked the following question. Could there be one person that could come and restore it, meaning the faith? To which Father Malachi responds, No, it must be Our Lady. It must be a supernatural thing. Let's be awfully frank, even if people don't want to accept it. We know the agenda. We know the agenda very clearly. We're going to go down on slipping down this slope. We're very near the edge of that chasm. And we're going to topple over it. And there's going to be chaos. What they call ordered chaos. Chaos under control. And there are going to be natural calamities as well as man-made calamities. Mistakes made by people. And finally, there are going to be calamities that come upon us from the hand of God. People will say, my God, this is not caused by nature. This is something else. And at the end of all that, Our Lady will come and there will be a sign in the heavens. Meaning she has come and everyone will see that sign. They will know it. They will know it calls them to their conscience. It doesn't mean that they're going to be converted. It means those who are already converted will get better. Those who are wobbling may, if they want to, be confirmed in the faith. It means that the others who do not believe, who refuse to believe, will say, we can despair. There's no way out. It's simply God putting people on notice that things have changed. It's God saying there's a refurbishment. 
going to take place. I will have an apostle in charge of you now who is going to be an apostle, who is going to have the power to change things. Remember, John Paul II hasn't been given the power to change things, but there will be a pope, a leader of Christianity, arising who will change it all because he will have the power built into him. John Paul II is supposed to preside over the decadence and the failure and hold things together as long as possible. There are people to be saved still, but the man who will do it is somebody after his death, not the next pope, but somebody else. And that's the mystery of what's coming in the future. End quote. Did John Paul II hold it all together? I'll leave you to decide. But it's important to note that Father Malachi believed that the Pope who would follow John Paul II would be a heretical modernist Pope. Here he means someone like Bergoglio, who is so overtly a modernist and heretic that it's obvious to anyone who understands the faith at even the most basic level. They understand, we understand what Bergoglio truly is. And Father Malachi Martin doesn't mean the more middling modernists like Ratzinger or Mueller or those who have stated erroneous things publicly and in writing. There are orders of magnitude of difference between Ratzinger and Bergoglio. In 1995, Malachi Martin gave an interview with Bernard Jansen called The Deserted Vineyard. This is the interview where Father Malachi's tone regarding John Paul II changes dramatically. Up until this time, he was prejudiced in John Paul II's favor, but this interview took place shortly after a trip that Malachi took to Rome. Now, following this trip, his whole attitude about John Paul II changes dramatically. At one point in the interview, he went so far as to say that were John Paul II not anointed, he would have, quote, nothing to do with this man. I consider him a very dangerous character. And he said that under the pontificate, he said that under the pontificate of previous popes, like any of the Piuses or Leo XIII, a man like John Paul II would never have been ordained, let alone made pope. That's an incredible change of attitude towards John Paul II, an attitude change that many of you harder line viewers will be happy about and others of you will be very saddened by. But it's one that was hinted at, though, in his novel, Windswept House. If you read his novel, Vatican, and then Windswept House immediately after, you can see the change in attitude. Windswept House reads almost like a plea to John Paul II to act against the modernists. Something happened on that trip to Rome that Father Martin has, to my knowledge, never spoken about publicly. It is responsible for what he says in this excerpt from The Deserted Vineyard. Quote, his interviewer, Bernard Jansen. Now, I would like to pick up again a topic that earlier we said we would discuss, and that's the topic of Fatima. There seems to be an especially strong opposition to the message of Fatima. Why? Father Martin responds, because it is the best warning we've had of what's coming. Our Lady did reveal in Fatima to the three children, and therefore to us, to the Pope, and to the whole Christian nation, to everybody who would listen, she did reveal that God was going to chastise the world and that it cannot get, go on getting more and more pagan and more and more irreligious. And Fatima is the record of that. The third secret is the record of that. That John the Twenty-Third, the good Pope John, was supposed to reveal in 1960. He, for unworthy motives, decided not to. He decided to disobey Our Lady. God help him. God help him, because how did he face her and her son when he died? How did he explain himself, having disobeyed them? They gave him a mandate, and he refused. And it was an either-or mandate. Our Lady said, if this isn't done, there will be great trouble. There will be chastisements. Either you do it, or there will be great punishments. And therefore, we're in the or, as they say now. We're in the alternative. 
and we're headed for trouble and chastisement now. We know that. Even the present Pope admits that. They all admit it. And Cardinal Ratzinger admits it. And everybody who has read The Third Secret. And who knows? Lucia knows that. And look at the power of Satan. Since then, he has successfully, through the Pope and through the Vatican, he has suppressed Sister Lucia. They've published forged letters in her name. They've made her say things she didn't want to say. They've put statements on her lips that she never made. And they've forbidden her to be seen by people. His interviewer, Bernard Jansen, asks the following question. Who are the people that are working so hard to suppress Fatima? To which Father Malachi responds, A bunch, a whole bunch of Catholic prelates in Rome who belong to Satan. They're servants of Satan and the servants of Satan outside the church in various organizations. They want to destroy the Catholicism of the church and keep it as a stabilizing factor in human affairs. It's an alliance, a dirty alliance, a filthy alliance, but it's a very good alliance. And look what it's done so far. It has suppressed all mention of Fatima. End quote. In various interviews with Art Bell and Michael Corbin, Father Martin spoke of an imminent warning in the skies. He repeated this often, thinking it was imminent. It wasn't, but he characterized this warning as, quote, outstanding happening in the cosmos affecting every man, woman, and child on this earth, end quote. Now, many have taken this to mean things like Planet X, Nibiru, or some great comet that would have some supernatural implication, or a solar flare. Father Martin was never really clear on this, and he may not have had any concrete idea about what this meant himself, but he was adamant. Watch the skies. But Father Martin gives us a clearer meaning on the warning in his 1997 interview with Art Bell, and he brings in the three days of darkness. Quote, Father, we talked some time ago about three days of darkness. You said it would be dangerous to be abroad, outside your home, or even inside your home. Somebody is asking, what is the nature of the danger? Is it civil, natural, spiritual? Father Martin responds, it is spiritual. That particular prophetic fact is based on a private revelation which churchmen have accepted, made in various places. In the year 1846 in La Salette, France, and in Fatima, Portugal in 1917, and then in various other places since then. And it concerns the arrival of a final chastisement, a punishment from God to purify men and women and prepare them for entry into heaven. Not, not the rapture like according to one evangelical theory, but actually the end of the world. It's not exactly around the corner art. It's at a time when a figure called the Antichrist is abroad, and it's a very complicated issue, the whole thing. The actual danger itself during those three days of total darkness over the earth, the dimming of the sun completely and no light. It's a time when the last efforts of the demons to, run, to ruin our lives and take souls away from the salvation that Christ has worked out, end quote. Art Bell and Father Malachi Martin go on to discuss the German leader from the 1930s and 40s and how he recognized Aurora Borealis in the 1930s as a sign from God, a sign that he horribly misread, unfortunately, for everyone alive at the time and everyone still dealing with the aftermath and the consequences of that conflict. But they discuss how we might have something similar in our time, some sort of similar solar event. Quote, Art Bell says, can you tell us in a way that we can read between the lines with regard to the third prophecy? Is there a timetable that you are aware of but cannot, but 
of that we read between the lines on. Malachi responds, um, yes and no. There is, uh, it's not a 200 years away, and it's not 50 years away, and it's not 20 years away, number one. Number two, it involves the entire world system. It is not merely one area, not merely one religion, not merely one race. Art Bell responds, it will be apparent to all. Father Malachi says, to all, without exception. Without exception, and it will be frightening. Art responds, okay, well, I've asked as much as I want to ask about that, end quote. Again, timetables weren't Father Martin's strong suit, but the underlying point is clear. Everyone will receive the message. Everyone will know where they stand with God, regardless of what they believe. If they believe anything, they'll be made aware of their sinful state. How this doesn't lead to conversions on a large scale is a mystery to me, by the way, because he has said it won't lead to conversions. Father, Ma Father Martin may have also been wrong about that, though. I suspect after the warning, if it happens at all, it will lead to the parishes being so full that lines will form for confession going out the door. That priest will have to offer more masses more frequently every day that you will see RCIA or its equivalent packed to the rafters. The church will frankly be unable to meet the demand with the priests she has now, though many former priests will probably try to come back to the priesthood. In 1998, just a year before his own death, Father Martin linked again the illumination of conscience to the present crisis in the church. You know, the events going on every day that I cover in our, in the church on this channel. Our times are being used to purify the church, Father Martin says, to prepare her for her glorious rebirth after the chastisements and warning. That year, he gave another interview with Michael Corbin from Paranet Continuum. This excerpt is from that part of the interview. Quote, Malachi Martin recounting when Christ rebuked Peter. It behooves, it is necessary, it is fitting that I, the Messiah, go to the cross and die and thus enter into my glory. And apparently this is the law he has for his church. We've had our human glory in the papacy and in the Roman Catholic Church for almost two millennia. That's a long time. And we have deteriorated successfully since the 16th century, and now we're coming to the end of Catholic times as they were. And he, Christ, is allowing this because he wants to have finally a church which is without spot or wrinkle, as St. Paul says, his bride. And this organization is not without spot or wrinkle. So that is his holy will. And that means we are headed toward a time when we will have dry martyrdom, if not very wet martyrdom. And it means the deterioration of the public image of the church. And it means exclusion from the councils of the greats. It means that we're going to be a vast minority, treated as a dangerous minority. We've got to put up with that until the skies light up with the presence of Mary and Jesus. His interviewer, Michael, says, quote, Would that be interpreted as the end? To which Father Mark responds, No. No, no, just a changeover completely, because the Antichrist hasn't been active yet. There's a whole chapter to be played out, but the coming chapter refers to the desolation of the vineyard. This destruction of this organization, which is auto-destructing as Paul VI in his misery toward the end of his life, and he helped mightily in it, he said the church is auto-destructing itself. It's destroying itself. End quote. Is he wrong there? I don't think he is. Not about the organization, anyway. But there you have it, the illumination of conscience or great warning from Father Malachi Mart, synthesized with the help of a knowledgeable viewer. The takeaway with this is that the warning is meant to wake the world up. We all are sleepwalking in our sin. We've all imbibed of modernism to some degree. God is going to help wake his church up and his people to the reality of our sins in some way. 
where we stand with him. How that does not lead to conversion, I don't know. Watch the sky, says Father Martin, and when it happens, everyone will know. I have seen some claim that this happened in 2017, but if it had, you would know. Everyone would know, and that claim is, frankly, news to me. I have literally no idea what anyone's talking about when they say that. I would have remembered having my conscience illuminated in an obvious way like that, and you would too, trust me. Though perhaps some people had their consciences illuminated in their in that way at a private level. At the start of the talk, I recommended a book by Christine Watkins and others by Marian Overstrepo, and they detail claims made by a contemporary and recent figures who all said they experienced an event like this, but individual to them, not like what Father Martin was expecting for everyone, which will all happen at the same time to everyone everywhere. Well, what did you think about this? Let me know in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. This is sharing this on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.